Awesome date. June 27th, 2008. Awesome topic. A game about a webcomic about video games. Yes. But this is the awesome cast. Hi folks, and welcome once again to the Awesome Cast. I'm Basil. And I'm Eric. And for tonight, that's us. So, this past uh, Sunday, well first, before anything else, um, of course, this podcast is dedicated to uh, George Carlin. Loving memory to uh, one of the comedy greats. Uh, Certainly an inspiration for every uh, foul joke I've ever made in my entire life. Uh, We salute you and we will miss you, sir. You see, we recorded this on the 23rd. 23rd. And that's apparently when they announce his death. And when people die, you dedicate things to them. So we're dedicating this podcast to, to you. To Mr. Conductor. That's what I knew him as. Anyways, this past Sunday, I was held up for about 15 minutes before close by this random hippie rocker dude. But I was giving this whole backstory about how he had learned this spaghetti recipe from this old Italian lady after he played some gig with some band. So here's the recipe. You take a half stick of butter, throw it in the pan, start sizzling it up, throw in some onions, and then apparently uh, you chop up some cloves of garlic, throw that in there too. Then you cover the entire thing in basil. Apparently fresh basil leaves out of the garden are the best, but you can buy the leaf stuff in like the actual, you know, cans or whatever they sell them in. And then apparently, as just when you thought you've covered it up too much, you add some more. And then apparently after that, that sizzles up, you, you pour in some progresso, like soup, not soup. Spaghetti sauce. Spaghetti sauce. And then you let that simmer 15 minutes. It's supposed to be really good, but I haven't tried it. So you out there should try this random hippie uh, like concoction. Are we only hearing about this because you needed to uh, have some reason to be held up 15 minutes at work for it? No, no, no. He just started telling me about this. Like, I had no choice but to hear it. It was one of those things. And I had an entire store full of customers at the same time. I was trying to get rid of them all of them at the same time. and But he was... He was telling me this story, and I had to listen. I hate that. Guys, if a store... I've worked retail for nigh on a decade now. If they're trying to close the store, get the fuck out, okay? Just just leave. I, I know you think whatever you're doing is very important, but it's not. Get the fuck out. Just a public service announcement. But that's that's my antidote for the day. And, you know, if you make this and it's any good or if it's horrible, let us know via comments or email or voicemail. Yeah, come on. And if, you know, you manage to uh, kill somebody with it, we don't want to know. So uh, don't tell us about that. We never heard of it. That's right. Although I think pretty soon we're going to announce a contest, which I think we'll have announcements of more of that in the upcoming podcast. For a little bit of viewer man. Oh, sorry, we're not on E. Um. Right. But what we do have is the world of awesome. Alright, uh, this week in the world of awesome, I have a lot of places have started to do their hands-on previews of Guitar Hero 4, which is basically Guitar Hero Rock Band Edition, 
And I've got to say, while I really, really disliked uh, Guitar Hero 3, the early preview stuff for Guitar Hero 4 looks really good. I think, actually, oddly enough, since we're going to review the Pink Arcade game, this is kind of fitting. Uh, Tycho, on his uh, blog post today, actually put it best when he said, this is what we get when people compete. And this is a prime example of two companies competing and the consumer winning. Yeah, now that, in most cases, for example, Guitar Hero... Of course, Harmonix handled the software side, whereas Red Octane handled the hardware. hardware side. And now that Harmonix has figured out all the software stuff already for Rock Band, Red Octane has went, okay, we'll steal those ideas and they make really, really, really good peripherals for it. Yes. Um, and not only that, but we'll take those ideas and we'll, like, expand on them. Like, especially the same idea, for example... Uh, Guitar Hero 4 has customizable rockers, just like Rock Band did. But the Guitar Hero 4 ones are super customizable. I mean, you can change the shape of body parts, you can, you know, form the face, you can put tattoos all over them and everywhere and everything. It's like, it's really impressive. And the biggest thing for me, anyway, that's come out is the drum set looks nice. It's got one less uh, uh, drum pad than the Rock Band set has, but it's also got two sets of cymbals over the top. And is apparently pressure sensitive, so it not only tells when you're hitting it, but how hard you're hitting it. Which can be pretty cool. I also know that, um, aside from that, apparently Mad Cats and some other ones have uh, released, I think, patents for their own uh, rock band. Yeah, full drums. Full drums. And they're, and it, like, there'll be a full set of drums that look even nicer yeah. than Guitar Hero 4s. So we'll see where it goes. My only worry is. I already have an entire set of instruments now for my house. I really don't have room for yet another set of instruments. Well, that's not my worry, and you're talking to a, you know... But, of course, I'm abnormal. You're talking to a guy that uh, has four sets of bongos and owned a virtual drum set uh, before the rock band drum set, so... Well, it's true, but... I don't know. And we got Rock Revolution coming out, which is another whole drum set, yeah, we, if we anybody cares. we don't cares. speak that name in this house. Oh, what's wrong? Uh, what, have we heard bad things about? I haven't heard bad things about Rock Revolution. It's, it's uh, Konami's uh, answer to Rock Band. It's such a sad attempt at you know cashing on the thing that they actually st- sort of started. It's true, I mean, but it's, maybe we'll get J-Rock versions of it and then we can import it. Yeah, but I love the voice parts and it has no voice parts at all. Ugh. I love the drums. It's I play- just drums and guitars and... Why would I want to settle for just drums, guitar, drums, guitar, and voice in both Rock Band or Guitar Hero 4? Because sometimes you make sacrifices to get awesome drum kits. Basically, my goal is to own every virtual uh, musical instrument ever made. My that kind of invalidates me a little bit. But Well, my little thing is that I've downloaded so many songs for Rock Band already. Oh, that, now that I agree. Like, ah, uh, God. And while, you know, there are songs that you can download on Guitar Hero for Guitar Hero 3, they'll actually work for Guitar Hero 4 and vice versa. And we don't know what's going to have Rock Band 1 or 2, but there's just so many already songs are available for Rock Band. That That's true, um, but you know, since they've copied everything else from Rock Band, I'm sure they'll copy the, the download content for, content format. We'll see. I mean, their entire idea is, instead of doing a lot of downloadable stuff, doing lots of discs. Ugh. Lots and lots of discs. I mean, we've already seen Guitar Aerosmith, and, and now they've Metallica. already announced Guitar Metallica that's yeah. designed for Guitar World Tour, which is what Guitar Hero 4 is being called. So, I mean, I don't know. They, they're really setting the precedence. We, we shall see. We shall see how it all falls out. But at least you guys have choice. We all, you know, we can go a lot of different ways, and people are trying new things. And uh, it's a good time if you like the, the rhythm genre. Although, in anti-awesome, I'm calling, you know, Activision now for every other freaking 
rock, not rock band, Guitar Hero branded thing ever. On Guitar Hero harmonicas. Oh yeah, we've, we've, they gave us a free Guitar Hero harmonica. They've released little LCD keychain type Guitar Hero things where you press buttons. They've released you know, that Guitar Hero Air Rocker thing where you wave a, a pick around your crotch and music comes out. You know, and I've tried. I know you're looking forward to this Guitar Hero. No, no, we must not get into the. We're not getting into Guitar Hero DS right now. Guitar Hero DS is either really awesome or really terrible bad, and we will not get into this right now. Or this podcast will end in fisticuffs. So we're we're going to steer away from Guitar Hero on tour. Not on tour. Um, Guitar Hero on tour. And the Guitar Hero Four is World Tour. World Tour, but. Suffice to say, I think On Tour is really stupid. Eric currently disagrees. I haven't played it yet, though, so... So we'll see what happens. However, what I have been playing, which is awesome, just recently, Square Enix, under their now that they own Taito, um, have released in the U.S. Space Invaders Extreme, as well as Arkanoid DS. The Space Invaders Extreme is for DS and PSP. And Space Invaders Extreme is freaking awesome. Yeah, it was real. You know, I actually, this is funny. We were uh, stuck in the car on the side of an interstate the other day, which is a fun little story. And, uh, you know, Basil pulls out his DS and starts playing. I'm like, what the hell are you playing, Space Invaders? And I was like, laughing at him for it. And then I handed it to him. And then I downloaded uh, Well, I mean, then I purchased it at a brick-and-mortar retail store and did not download it for my R4 DS. But it really, it, it takes the Space Invaders, the, you know, gameplay, which is... You have a little, little ship on the very bottom. You can move left and right. And aliens sort of slowly come down at you, and you have to shoot them down before they shoot you down. And if they get all the way down to the bottom, you lose a life. They go a little further up, and you keep doing it until you lose all your lives. Ba- Basil, if, if the guys listening to this don't know how to play Space Invaders, I don't think they deserve to listen to the awesome cast. But just in case they didn't, it's our duty to inform okay. and educate. Anyways, they've taken it and threw off a whole new, you know, almost Pac-Man you know, championship edition sort of shiny gloss over it. It looks almost like, you know, there's there's pretty lights and flashing colors behind the background. Yeah, it's and, really really psychedelic. When you shoot enemies, it all it goes like in tune to the beat. It's really crazy. It's like doop, 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 doop. Yeah, they got this awesome techno music behind it. You know, your actual shots and explosions are sort of Musical and sort of time themselves to the beat yeah, it, of the song. Yeah, it doesn't really, t- you know, obviously since you're shooting, it doesn't really time to the song, but it, I don't know how to describe it. It's their musical notes and they fit the song wherever you hit them. Yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of cool. There's power-ups where each time, you, there's four different colors. No, four or five, six different colors. Bunch of colors of enemies. A lot of colors. And all the actual colors, like red, blue, and green, each have an own, their own special power if you shoot enough in a row. A little flashing block will drop down. If you touch the block, you get a power up. Blue is this giant like laser that shoots through everything. <laughs> Green is sort of this almost shotgun blast where it's like five shots in a row that shoots up. Whereas the red has these little bomb attacks, which are little little red pellets that shoot up and they explode things all around it. And I think if you shoot white ones, you get a little shield, and it's really cool. They've included like bonus rounds where if suddenly um, Coruscant Space Invaders, there's little spaceships that fly above. It's flashing. You shoot it, and you actually go to a bonus round, or you do a quick challenge. And if you win, you get in a fever mode, which gives you some sur- some super powerful weapon, which you have to play for how many seconds it lasts until you can keep on playing through these stages. And then you finally hit a boss mode, which is which are actual bosses, which are really neat. Like uh, 
for example, the the one I played uh, was, and uh, also watched Basil play, was there was a thing on the bottom screen where normally the gameplay happens, and it moves your ship to the top, and you have so you're a lot closer to your enemies, and you have to shoot the ships, and they generate little shields that will reflect your blast. So you have to shoot them, move out of the way, and let it fall down to the bottom screen to hit the boss. Yeah, from the reflection. Like, the enemies get different things, too. Some enemies have shields, some have reflective shields. It's a really, really in-depth and really neat take on Space Invaders, and it's only 20 bucks. And most importantly, it's really great to just pull out and play. It is, you know, I love my DS, I love the hundreds of hours in RPGs and large platformers and action games and stuff that I can play on it. But when it comes right down to it, the biggest reason I carry a light around is to pull it out and play it for a few minutes in a line, play it when I'm waiting somewhere for school, play it when I'm on break at work. And Space Invaders Extreme is a great game for that. It really is. And like I said, I also got Arkanoid DS. And it's... It's Arkanoid. It's Arkanoid. Like Breakout, Alleyway, whatever you call it. It's almost sort of like a palm where you break stuff. You know, little dot, you have a little thing that moves, little paddle moves around the bottom of the screen. Yeah, I, you destroy blocks that are above the screen, and it it's cool. It looks all right. It plays like Arkanoid. Yeah, it's that's that was a much more basic port than uh, than the Space Invaders Extreme was. Like there are there are like boss type areas and stuff, and definitely some neat puzzly sort of things to it. They 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 try. They didn't try nearly as hard. It's really kind of Space Invaders. It's really kind of interesting because this is the second time with Space Invaders in the last like two years, right? Didn't yeah. someone else come out with like Space Invaders? God, what was it called? It had like spray paint stuff on the cover. I remember the cover, but not the game. Yeah, well, like I said, recently, spray paint Revolution, Space Invaders Revolution. That's what it was called. Yeah, well, I think after Square Enix bought Taito, I think that sort of prompted them to try to do something more with the brand. Yeah, and that's what I'm guessing, especially now that all their freaking remakes that Square Enix is making haven't quite. Started to not sell like they used to. Square Enix, we do remakes, and apparently they've they've announced that oh hey our remakes aren't selling like the remakes were selling, so we're gonna make new games now, which is good because then we get things like World Sims with you. Oh, what a great game! It's supposed to be really really good. I just bought it, so we'll see how it goes. I beat it a lot a while ago. It should have been on the World of Awesome. Great game, best thing Square Enix has put out in. Years that that was not a, a Final Fantasy title. I, I'm sure that our next episode, I'll probably have played it some and have a much more detailed. Heck, we might end up doing one of these on that one day. Yeah, probably. But this time, hand. we're do, for and for tonight, we're doing the game based that was done by the Webcom Penny Arcade for the Penny Arcade Adventures on the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness. It just need it sounds like it needs sound effects at the end of it. The rain slick precipice of darkness. Yeah, probably. So, apparently on uh, what Wikipedia tells me, it's on August 25th, 2006, the opening day of that year's Pedicate Expo, they announced this game. It's gonna be, it was, they said it was going to be a 3D action-adventure game 
That'll be digitally distributed. That's well, right. Digi- digi- digitally, digitally distributed. Well, that's sort of an action adventure game. It's more adventure than action. It's more RPG. Yeah, it's well, more. Uh, it's, it's an RPG. It, it really does feel like they started to make Sam and Max, which, by the way, was also made by Telltale Games or well, they, Hothead. Hothead. No, no, no. That, no, Sam and Max was made by Telltale, Telltale Games. Games. This is made by Hothead Games. This is actually their first game. Okay. I thought this was made by the same people who did Sam and Max, though. No. They're doing the one... They're doing the Homestar Runner. Oh, they're doing the Homestar Runner game. That's right. I'm sorry, guys. But um, it really does feel like somebody started to build, like, like a Sam and Max game and slammed into Chrono Trigger somewhere along the way. Yeah. And uh, that's where we ended up. Now, first the basics. It's 20 bucks. You can get on all sorts of things. They have it sell via their website, which I think it's like Play Greenhouse. Yeah, and there's uh, which you can do- get it do- done for like Linux, Windows, and Mac. You can also download it via now Steam. You can get it for the Xbox Live Arcade. Also Arcade, or even for PC. There's like Direct to Drive now, and some other options. Like if you want to buy this game, they have now pretty much put on every major thing you use to play. Yeah, if to buy video games online. If you buy it without buying a disc, you can get this game on that service. Like pretty much. I once which is usually through the website or through Steam and now once they did Steam yeah. and, which was really cool of them because originally they weren't we weren't sure if they do Steam, but then they went, Yeah, we'll do Steam. Probably because everyone likes money. But so pretty much the premise of the game is they take place in uh, New Arcadia. Which is a nineteen twenties dystopian future where, you know, apparently Elder Gods can occasionally run amok, or at least does in this case. I mean, you've got Gabe and Tycho. Tycho is a scholar of apocalyptic studies, and he's turned detective with and his buddy Gabe, who had a fight with the devil. <laughs> Which is really, Gabe's really funny in this game. But Although they're all They're all hilarious. really funny in this game. But what's important is that the game first stars you. Yep. And you get to make you. And while the character creation is not the most robust thing in the world, you can make something, and probably something you'll end up liking. And it's more character creation than you get in 9 out of 10 uh, Xbox Live Arcade games. It's true. So, And so really, once you make yourself, the game kicks up. You're sitting around, you're looking at your lawn. You're raking it. Well, the narrator goes, what the hell's wrong with your lawn? Rake it. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And so, they make you pick up your rake, and as you're raking, next thing you know, woo, boom! A fruit fucker steps on your frickin' house, and you... Clumps off down towards the docks. And you are suitably pissed. It it really does invest you right away with the reason why this character's going after (laughs) the, the fruit... Like, it's just a total revenge situation. You know, the guy's hanging out, the giant robot steps on his house, he picks up his rake, and, and goes, goes, come on, let us begin our dark work. No, that was the narrator. No, no, he says it. Oh yeah, he does, he does. Like, your character does say it. I think if you choose option two. Anyways, you, do a lot, you get a lot of dialogue, dialogue options, options. Which makes it so it's actually kind of good to go through the game uh, a couple of times. times. And thankfully the game's pretty short, between like six to ten hours. Yeah, not, not long at all. But pretty good value for 20 bucks at the same time. Especially for an Xbox Live Arcade game. Yeah. Or an episodic game, because there's going to be four parts to it. You know, and you have the standards, you know, you talk to the NPCs, and they're going around. But most NPCs are also freaking out themselves, going, yeah. Oh God, what the hell was that? Oh God, what are they doing? Help me. Why is everyone screaming? 
I don't know. You, you know, usually in an RPG, there could be an army besieging them. People are attacking from all sides. Monsters are popping out of the ground. And you talk to an NPC and they say, Hi, welcome to So-and-Soville. The shop is over there. Not these guys. These guys go, Holy shit, there was a giant robot! Run! So, there you go. And as you're running down the thing, you fight the fruit fuckers. Yeah, this is going to be a... This is going to be a foul episode, foul guys. Because it's, 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 it's Petty Arcade. arcade. And, and pretty soon, you get to meet up with Gabe and Tycho, and they've And you learn about their group, Startling Developments. Startling Developments Detective Agency. What was it, um... The eye, the oh. there's there's a logo. There's a logo that it's, has the gear that represent the darkness. Dark industrial, the, yeah, dark industrial world we live in. The eye which, which says perce- which we perceive this darkness and the lightning, lightning bolts because bolt, lightning, lightning bolts, bolts are awesome. awesome. Yeah, like it's a, it's the whole thing, guys. Let let us uh, stretch. We're going to talk about the gameplay and and, uh, and other aspects of this game, but. Get get this straight right now. You play the Penny Arcade game because it's hilarious. Like you, you play this game because it's funny, funny and well written. Yo, I think Taika wrote pretty much every single word that's in this. Yes. And now, mind you, if you're not a Penny Arcade fan, I don't know if you'll really enjoy the game. You might become a Penny Arcade fan, fan in the process of it. Like, definitely make sure that you've read through the comic and understand. Don't focus so much on their actual gaming jokes, but on their jokes that don't have to do with games. Yeah. Just random situations. Stuff like the Cardboard 2 Samurai, uh, Cats and Twisby. Cats, cats and Twisby, yeah. Like, you know, some of their more weird off-the-cuff stuff that the, isn't quite... The zombie um, uh, Armageddon or whatever it was. Uh... Because this is definitely Pinocade-style humor, but it's not their game satire. It's definitely... You, you feel that this is a very much a world-realized, most mostly... And Tycho's mind, and you get to step around and run around in it. Well, I don't want to take away from what, you know, what Gabe has done. He's obviously designed the world and, like... Oh, yeah. Do, you know, he, you know the art style is all pure uh, Gabe art, and it looks really good. So I'm not trying to take away from that, but the, the humor... And in everything, the visuals, in the, you know, the little fruit fucker robots that as you're attacking them swing their hips at you. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, you know, the jokes for, like I said, because lightning bolts are awesome. That's what you're here for. Now, what I thought was interesting was this game is actually powered by the Torque engine. And I didn't know much about it when I looked it up before this podcast. And apparently this was originally designed for Tribes 2. Which is a pretty old video game, yeah. as far as things go. But they really made it work for this. Oh yeah, I mean the whole thing is cel shaded, and it's all in Gabe's style. But the three doesn't look bad, and every time they go to a cutscene, it suddenly turns to almost flash like animation that literally looks like Gabe's art. And one of the things I didn't think mentioned when we did the character creation, when you're done, the character suddenly pops out in this flash animation look, and he looks yeah like. Looks like a guy that Gabe drew. Yeah, you you can tell the 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 reason there's probably not a ton of options on the character creator is that every single option on the character creator and every combination of options had to be translated not only into the three D game engine but into the flash animation cartoons. And it's like, and what's really neat is that once you make your character, like things like I think uh, our friend Kevin mentioned it, like when he saw the trailer for the next episode, when you you get a trailer for the next episode. When you beat this first episode, and you're in the trailer, yep, it stars you, 
And apparently, I think he saw a trailer later on or a cutscene where it was just when the game was just loading up. And I think he saw himself in that one too. So when you make your character, they they make sure that it's in this game. Yeah, you you are very much the star. You're hanging out with Gabe and Tycho and kind of tagging along, but at the same time, you are in the game. Yeah, it's it's a really really nice set. One I hope they they take inspiration from when they make this Ghostbusters game um, that's coming out in October. Like it's this, it's the same idea where. You make your own character and you hang out the Ghostbusters while they're doing their stuff. Just in time for my birthday, guys. So hopefully, because they do it really well in this game, hopefully they'll do well in Ghostbusters. The Christmas in October. Yeah, hopefully they'll do it really well in uh, October as well. But, back to the PRK game. The gameplay system, since you were kind of more into this than I was, so I'll let you go over this. Okay. It's definitely a, the gameplay actual combat. First off, all the enemies are always on the screen. And then once you do it, once you see the enemies, it'll random important text like text or murder or combat co- somebody, or catastrophe. Yeah. Catastrophe, yeah. And then you'll immediately go right into the game. And in fact, I noticed that it's usually actually pretty close to where you are right there when you were standing just now in sort of a modified game uh, battle engine. Yeah, you you start off with like an over map, and when you greet an enemy, like you said, you get the word and everything, and then you go into the battle screen. And the battle screen, actually, the graphics are the same area where you were just standing just now and in the combat area. And it's divided in two halves. The top half is where you and the enemies are. and the bottom half, you get four panels. One panel for each character, yourself, uh, Gabe, yourself, Tycho, and the other panel to the side with your sort of pseudo-summon type yeah, um, thing. Whoever is your current summon ally randomly picked up somewhere a character. For example, the first one is the cat. Uh, yeah, you get the cat um, eventually, and you get some other characters. And you have you have options to all of them. And the way that it works is it's very, like I said, much very, it's like the active time battle system in the earlier Final Fantasies, where your meter fills up, then you get to choose your action. However, what they did is you have three actions, you usually have three actions, Item, attack, special attack. And your item meter fills up first, then your attack, then your special attack. And then and it's each, each button is corresponding to a different color button on, for me, the Xbox. Um, yeah, the Xbox 360 controller. I'm sure that it's different things for the PC versions or whatever. Um, and as you, you can make your choices. Now, while you're doing all this, the enemy can still attack you because it's like the active time battle system. And what's neat is... Everything's much more action button pressy based. Like this, while while I feel the overall combat's very Crunch ish it's actually also kind of like Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario. Yeah, it's and a- that um, every time the enemy attacks you, if you time, you can uh, block with I think one of the trigger buttons. Yeah, and um, if if you watch their life bar, as soon as it flashes, you have to hit the trigger. And you can do things like sometimes if you're time it well, you'll do a full block, which will significantly reduce the damage. Half block, which will sort of reduce the damage. Or if you're lucky, you'll counter, which means they'll miss you and then you counterattack. Counterattack. And the special attacks are also all action based. Where, for example, Gabe's, where you have to match down the A button to reach a certain level, then you have to time it such in a certain area in order to hit. Or with yours, you have to hit a button as a as a dial goes around. Or Tycho's, which is kind of like DDR, it has sort of hidden an action sequence. Yeah, a lot of the uh, special attacks are sure reminded me of uh, the Mario and Luigi games. Yeah. In that they uh, all had different little button combinations, and they're all basically different little mini-games you had to play while you were doing the combat. So if 
it's not just a strict turn-based show choose from menu uh, RPG. It's actually got a pretty neat little combat system that can keep you entertained. It's I'll, I'll be, admit this right now. I don't play turn-based RPGs very often, so it's kind of for me. I need something like this to keep me into the the combat and into the game, and it does it perfectly. And actually, on top of that, I didn't also mention you also have combo attacks. Where like either you or yourself and Gabe can team up. I think yourself or Tycho can team up, or Tycho and Gabe can team Tycho up. Tycho and Gabe can team up, and they're usually more powerful than your regular attack, but may not be as powerful as some of your super attacks. Yes, and just the combat system like is just really really fun. It reminds you a lot of the old styles in many ways. For example, combat's almost instantaneous. As soon, unlike most disc games, the random battle hits. You wait for the the the, the battle load up. It just takes five to ten minutes, ten seconds, not minutes. Though it feels like minutes. With this one, no. Immediately, as soon as the text hits, you're, you're battling. Also, there's a die roll. Because it's pin arcade. It's pin arcade. And so they, had something so to do with it. they roll, everyone rolls a d20. And whoever has the highest initiative wins. And they start the round with yep. the first attack. What's really neat is that if when you roll, you may roll a natural 20. In which case, you go first. With everything fully charged. So you can start off with a special attack right from the get-go. And that's awesome. And as you go through the game, you actually get more special attacks, which are harder versions of what you already have, but have special benefits. So yeah, so it's it's RPG-based, but with enough action elements to keep you, uh, if you're not a pure RPG fan, in the game. So the combat system's pretty good. It doesn't really have very many puzzle-solving, too much puzzle-solving elements. Not really. Yeah. It's all pretty straightforward. Go collect this. Go do that. You know, go search this. Because the game's so short, it doesn't really feel like anything's really tedious. Yeah. Because you want to round and go around and beat up stuff anyways. So it really works out in the end. What I thought, what I thought was neat was that the, once you beat an enemy, you've beaten the enemy. And you're not going to have to fight him again. Yep. And in fact, there pretty much is exactly the amount of enemies you need to get max levels for everybody. Which I thought was really cool. And as you beat up fruit fuckers... You also get parts. Because pretty soon in the game you meet um, Anne. Anne Carrie is what she's called in here, I believe. Which, of course, is Tycho's niece. And she's in this one, she's a mechanical genius. And she can build all sorts of things. And her, her primary uh, thing in this game is that she can upgrade your weapons using parts of all the mo- robots you destroy. And each character, I think, gets three upgrades. Yep. Where your rake becomes like a freaking awesome rake at the end. Like, I want this rake for myself at home. <coughs> Super blasts. Rake. Like, like, Razor Rake of Death here. It looks like, like a trident, trident, but with, like, Rake. rake. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's... Neptune's Rake. You know, Tycho gets his his guns constantly improved. Because he uses a machine gun. But it, but again, because the game is a little short episode, you it doesn't become yeah. a tedious collect-a-thon or a bash. Like, the game really benefits from uh, the short length of it. Because... If this was like a 20-hour RPG, I would be sitting here talking about how it got boring doing the same two or three things over and over again. But since it's not, it's just a neat little story RPG, you never get bored with doing it, and you get to have fun the whole time. So, Although, you know, sadly, there's only like four areas you really get to run around in. Yeah, it's not too big a game. But again, since it's so short, you don't really notice it until after you've beaten it. And not only that, this is episode one. Yeah. Like, there will be uh, more episodes. I think it's one every four months is the release yeah, schedule. Yeah, is the idea. And we'll see how that goes, because... And I kind of get the feeling that this is, has a set ending. I really get the feeling that the rain slick precipice of darkness 
has a set this this story will end and i think we'll get a different like a new different genre game under the penny arcade adventures banner once that's over over, yeah like oh maybe a science fiction you know if anybody's seen the cover to their books they're all they're all over the place with different genres right you have the fantasy one and the science fiction one and the the latest one is the encyclopedia brown uh yeah one reference but so but it's 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 really well, the game's really fun. It's got a really good story. You know, for a Pentagon story, you get to, the the places you do. You get to beat up hobos and mimes. You get to go mime to, killing, and they do a pretty good jobs of foreshadowing. For example, like you know that there's this place called the shithole. God, which, it's my old apartment, which is apparently these horrible ran you know run down set of apartments. Which the first time you go through and beat up hobos, you don't get access to. But later on, you do, and so you sort of have to go back and beat up more stuff. But because there's a new areas for you to go into, it really works. There's also a lot of really neat characters that are sort of exclusive to here, like the garbage man who loves to sing, the guy who runs the shithole who's a real jerk, you know, jerk bag. But he's got these wonderful golden locks that entrances Gabe to no end. You've got the Sorry. professor. Who's who's a urinologist who studies things <coughs> by peeing, by on, peeing them. on them? <laughs> well, I said it's a it's a it's, it's a pin arcade, arcade game. Yeah, it's, it's pin arcade guys. You know, through and through, but it's definitely fun. Definitely worth the twenty bucks. Oh yeah, um, especially if you're a pin arcade fan. Although you probably already own it, but if you're on the fence, don't be. Jump that fence. Give them your money. Buy this game and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, if you if you are a Penny Arcade fan, buy it. If you like humor of this style, like go to www.pennyarcade.com. Uh, penny uh, penny, penny dash, dash arcade, K, or else you go to a porn site. Okay, penny dash arcade.com. Uh, read just randomly pick a bunch of comics. You know, read about twenty to thirty bo- before you give up on it because they do occasionally get ones that are really. You had to be there jokes with yeah. the video game industry. And if you laugh once or twice, great. Go download the game. It's The whole thing is some of their best work. Definitely enjoyed it. And if you beat the game, you get access to it to a, not MC Chris, MC Frontalot song. MC Frontalot song, Final Boss. Which that really, which should surprise me, he did the Penny Arcade theme, but there you go. And it was really cool, like, you know, end game. Oh, hey. Hey, awesome. That's neat. Yeah, hopefully we'll get more. I'm hoping for Optimus Rhyme at the end of the next one, so we'll Maybe we'll more find MC out. Front a lot. MC know. Front. But we shall see. We shall see. So how many awesomes are we dealing with here? I, I'm thinking at least uh, a million cardboard awesomes out of tube. There really wasn't actually the way of cardboard tube stuff, was there? No, there wasn't, but I'm sure we will get... In fact... I am almost positive that eventually what we will get is Penny Arcade Adventures, the Cardboard Tube Samurai. Oh, I'm sure. And I will be there on day one. How many awesomes? They always say that four gods wait on the windowsill. So four elder Elder awesomes. awesomes. I like that better. Four elder god awesomes. And with that, we are out. Of the closet. Oh, God. This has been the Awesome Cast. 
you want to learn more about us, or if you liked us, check us out on the web at osmcast.com and leave a message or a comment in the comment section. Awesome cast. So awesome, only three letters can contain it. Or you can leave us an email at osmcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voicemail at the awesome line. Area code 206-426-5063. Bye-bye.